This is Alyssa Hoffman with Wayland TV News. Last week, we counted down the days to Friday night for the release of the official single, No More, the brand new song from Wayland. This song is an anthem for any survivor of sexual abuse, domestic violence, or human trafficking. Partnering with organizations including Operation Underground Railroad, Destiny Rescue, Forever Found, Unseen, No More, and Rock Against Trafficking, the service welcomed two new acoustic performances for the Low Voltage series. The service is Wayland's all-inclusive membership site, giving you full access to over 40 never-before-heard Wayland songs and demos, photo galleries, exclusive merchandise, and performances. Thursday, Request Live has officially moved and debuted on Wayland TV, exclusively on YouTube. Thursday Request Live joins Spaces, From the Other Side, True Story, The Archive, and Can I Please Speak to the Manager. Every day, there is a brand new Wayland video uploaded to the network. Up next is the brand new episode of the Finding Our Way podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Finding Our Way, the official podcast of the band Wayland. Broadcasting from their desert studio in Joshua Tree, California. On this week's episode, longtime friend of the band, drummer Ryan Jensen. Please give a Wayland Warrior welcome to your hosts, Mitch Arnold and Philip Belinsky. Welcome to another episode of Finding Our Way, the official podcast of the band Wayland. I'm here. I'm in the band Wayland. Mitch is I'm here. I'm in the band Wayland. Hey, dude, do you want, <laughs> want to be in a band? Yeah, let's start one. Let's call it Wayland. Way, way of the land. So the band, in case, in case anyone listening doesn't know, the band is named after my hometown, Wayland, Michigan, a very special place. Um, where I, I'm known for not only my musicianship, but my soccer career. Ooh. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I knew that you played a little soccer. Yeah. Uh, it started out, it was kindergarten year and I was on the blue team and, uh, (laughs) on the blue team, was there like a red team and a green team? Yeah. Like there's a yellow and red for sure. I don't know. Was there, I don't know if there's a green, but, uh, today we have with us, (laughs) That's how I'm bringing the guest in today. It's um, my he was actually my teammate on the blue team. I'd like to welcome wow Ryan Jensen to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Good morning. <laughs> it's good, good to morning. be here. <laughs> now, how how's your soccer career been since then? Has it flourished or eh, lacking? Okay, lacking. yeah, mine too, actually. Yeah. I mean, I retired probably third grade, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah, I hung up the shoes and. Moved on to other things. My big year was kindergarten. That's where it, it went out with a bang. Yeah, I think I played soccer in first grade. Did there you? was just too much running. <laughs> it's too, a much lot running, of running. too much running, too much kicking. Yeah, too much paying attention. It was like I just couldn't do it. <laughs> so, so Ryan Jensen uh, is here with us today at the uh, Desert Studio. It's Saturday morning. Um, Ryan and I, like I said, we go all the way back to Wayland, Michigan. Um, we met on the blue team, I believe. You I, met on the blue team, or did you meet my at school? Understanding. No, because I, I went to a different school for kindergarten. Okay. I went to Catholic school. Gotcha. But maybe we crossed paths in preschool. We th- no, because no, I, um, I went to preschool a year earlier, 
So like all the preschool kids were the ones that were a year older Smart than us. Kid. Yeah, I was t- Ryan. I was advanced. He was okay? advanced. <laughs> What's funny about that is they enrolled me. I must have been on the cusp, like age wise, but I only made it two weeks and I quit. I was a preschool dropout. <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't really bring it up. I, I'm not proud either. of it, Mitch. What I'm was not it? proud of what it. What was it? What was it about? I'll tell you it? what it was. I, I remember it vividly. I do. It was Halloween. So, you know, the school year had just started in September. Yeah. So I only made it to October. And uh, Dan Pease, you know Dan? Yep. Kid from my school. He was a year older than us, as was everyone else in that class. He was a cowboy that year. No, maybe I was a cowboy. Let me think. Okay, one of us was a cowboy. Probably me. For Halloween. And he took my gun that I, I had a toy. Back then, you could bring a toy gun to school if you were a cowboy for Halloween. Sure. And he took my gun and he hit me with it. Ouch. Yeah. And I mean, I was an only child, so I wasn't really used to any kind of rough play. Right. At that point in my life. And that was like, what the fuck? Like, that hurt. Yeah, I'm sure. I, yeah, bet it was I like, didn't like it. Uh, Shocking. I wasn't going back anymore. <laughs> I was done. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I mean, maybe my parents would, they, there might have been more to it, but that's what I remember. And, uh, yeah, so then for first grade, I jumped over to uh, public school. And you and I had the same second grade class together. Yeah. Mrs. Hendrickson. 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 She was awesome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were friends throughout school, but... When we, yeah. we, like, I remember going over to your house for birthdays. You came to my house for a birthday in, like, second or third grade. We, we had the same girlfriend. Yes, the that's same right. Time. Well, we, yeah, there was some drama, some love drama. Mm-hmm. Fought over Megan Strong a little bit. Yeah. We hadn't, but we hadn't we talked still about that friends. since then. Hasn't come up. We still remain friends. <laughs> she was not, like, a girlfriend for me, dude. She was just a friend, actually. Well, you know, that's but the story. you were a little bit, you were trying to date her, and you were a little bit jealous of my friendship with her. I remember I would come across you guys on the <laughs> playground, and you would hold hands when you walked around. Yeah, the friendship. And I'd thing. come up and I'd go, hey, "Hey, wait a minute!" And that was the exact line he gave me. We're just friends. We're just friends. It's true. I was we totally cool with her having a boyfriend because I was just her friend. I wasn't trying to get involved romantically with her at the time. <laughs> you know. I feel like that's a bunch yeah. of crap. That was fourth it's grade. I wasn't. Wasn't into it. But she was a good friend. Ryan just, was jealous. Just holding hands. Yeah. You know, I, I think hands. she initiated the hand holding. I don't think that was my, I didn't, I wasn't really there. You know who has hands? The devil. <laughs> and he uses them for holding. It's true. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. That's a lesson you learn in rock and roll <laughs> yeah, music. That's true. Uh, but when Ryan and I really, really bonded and became really close, was one sixth grade. Yep. For Christmas. I mean, our parents obviously knew each other in the community. Ryan's uh, dad was the was the principal at the junior high, and his his mom was a teacher in middle school, so they were involved with the community. My parents owned a jewelry store downtown. Everybody knew everybody. But uh, and and your dad uh, would come in every year and buy your mom something from my parents for Christmas. Yeah, it, oftentimes he would actually buy the same thing he bought last year. Really? It, yeah, and, and mom would open it and go. Just slightly different or something? No, the same the exact, exact same. same. Oh thing. my gosh! And well, he knows her taste. Oh well, no, unbeknownst <laughs> to but him. He's like, this worked last year. I'm and, gonna do it. And Sue, of course, John, <laughs> you got me this last year. Oh my and he'd God. say, "No, I didn't." <laughs> and, and sure enough, she would show it to him. And so he would have to go back to your mom and dad and say, "That's poor record oh, keeping." Oh, I need the- to, you know, return this. And, 
It's. I'm surprised your dad wasn't like, "Well, John, you bought this last year." I was going to say that's it's kind of poor record keeping at the Goldsmith shop. Yeah, it must be. Well, you know your parents remember that. They remember everything. Yeah, I'm surprised they let them go through with that. Like John, don't you bought this? I'd like to hear their side of the story. You bought this last year. It's my bike. Mike so, but, that, but anyway, it was around Christmas time, and I think that I don't know if talks were happening or how it worked out. But Ryan got a drum kit, I got an electric guitar, an amp, and our friend Adam got a bass. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, maybe maybe we even had the instruments before that. But I know that Adam and I got microphones for sure. Like, and that our parents had talked about getting us sure SM58s and cables. That would have been after getting. The right. instruments. So we might have already had the instruments. Mm-hmm. Maybe I got an amp with it. I think I got my amp and a microphone at the same time. I might have only had an acoustic guitar before that, but we were wanting to have yeah. a band. It was something like that. Yeah. Adam and I got our instruments in about the same week. Okay. And I, you know, his was maybe gifted. Rob Doc, his dad helped him out, and I saved up and bought my own kit. Mm-hmm. I think I, I had. Because I I've saved for many guitars over the year. I've like over the years I've mowed a lot of lawns in school to get get instruments. But I think the amp my little Fender amplifier I had mm. and and microphone came together as a Christmas gift, and okay. that was like what was going to allow us to then have a band. Yeah, we had the intention. You know, we we had the band before we had the instruments. It was like right. I'm going to get drums. That's what I thought. And I'm going to yeah, drum, okay. and it was easy for us because Adam. You know, nobody wants to be the bass player, but Adam, who was a little heavier set at time, he's like, oh, I'm perfect for the bass. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm a big guy. I'll play bass. And we're like, perfect. Well, and he came from a musical great. family, so he knew what a bass was. I didn't even know what a bass did. Right. But, you know, really, or like the importance of it. But I think for right. his, his dad being in blues bands and stuff, he must have liked that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then the albino chickens were born. How'd you guys come so, up with the name? I didn't come up with a name. That was you came up with it, right? No, nah, I think it was mostly Adam. Um, the albino portion came from the TV show The State. Oh, do you remember The State? Yeah. Uh-huh. No, and one of the characters, you know, I'm an albino, and for some reason that was the bit. It's a hilarious word to a sixth grader, right? Yeah, you know. And how the chickens came together, I'm not exactly sure. I think that was just that. 12-year-old mentality of loose association doesn't really make sense, and that's funny. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So as a band, we basically had two big moments every year. We had... <laughs> we had <laughs> Wayland Summerfest, which that was really my first booking of shows. Like, I figured out how to get us on that stage for Summerfest. Which is like the little band shell they set up, you yeah. know. Um, and we'd play, and it took us all year to get like four or five songs together. More than that. Yeah, we, we worked on it for a while. Wait, well, more, more songs, songs. a long time. More songs, and it was a lot of work. Well, I, you know, I take that back. Now, I, it just, I'm sorry, my memory's kind of jogging as we go, but our first show was, uh, it, it was a middle school dance at the old yep. junior high, and we only did play like four or five songs. I think that's probably right. Because I remember corner our corner fir- of the gym. Yes. Were the kids into it? Were they like watching? Everyone gathered around. It was awesome. Yeah. All our, like, because, you know, junior high is like seventh and eighth grade right, back right. then. So 
both classes, everybody was gathered around for us to play. And obviously we didn't play like the whole dance where people are dancing. Yeah, we played to yeah. like kick it off. Right. Okay. But it was awesome. Yeah, it was a Did, set. So they responded in that moment later on in the night where people coming up to me like, oh my gosh, I loved what you guys did. Or like, I love that I song. I felt like a rock star. Yeah, I was, I'm well, curious. Well, we felt like, that way. I, I think <laughs> people were really kind of dumbfounded that someone put together a band and played songs. Yeah, because at that time, really I remember that. There was a couple friends that I had that were in bands, and that really blew me away, that they got together and played music that was super foreign to me. So I'm just, that that makes yeah. sense that they would be like, oh my gosh, like I see you guys in class. Like I didn't know that you got together and played yeah. songs. I didn't really think that they gave a shit that much, honestly. No. No I remember really they gathered Ka- around for it. They well, did gather around, kind of, because something was going on. Most of them were, like making fun of us. A lot of <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah. making fun. It was the awkward, like I'm gonna stand right here and just stare at you guys <laughs> while you play in hopes yeah. that you mess something up. And kind of. yeah, yeah. The See, staff was really into it. They, all the teachers, thought it was so cool that we were. They were very a band, mm-hmm. and it was a uh, Chuck Frederick. I remember him doing some research and being like, you guys are the first band in, in middle school Whalen history. Wow. We were the first band to ever come together. Look at that. And play. Probably didn't have to research very far. No. <laughs> <laughs> there are no records of any bands. <laughs> yeah. I have found. That settles it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. So we, we played that, and then it was, yeah, I think the next thing was Summerfest, which was like the big... And what would happen is we would, over the years, we would we'd get to get our shit together, play a gig, and then, like, kind of fade away or break up or whatever. And then, like, one person in the group would decide they want to start a band. But it was gonna always going to be, like, a different thing, like, from my perspective anyway. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. I, you know what? I'm sick of that band. I'm starting a new band. It's like, all right, well, it's going to be a, a bluegrass band this time, you know, or something, something. You'd start out that way. And you'd be like, all right, well, I need a bass player. I should see what Adam would be good for this. Okay, so I'll call Adam. So Adam <laughs> and I get together. We play some songs. Pretty soon, you know, we had some standards that we played together, like Mustang Sally. Darren and Aaron. Our original Darren and Aaron. Um, when I Come Around, I think was one Green Day song. That was actually the first song we ever learned as a band. Was When, was I, come when I Come Around. That was a big record for us. Four chords. Mm-hmm. I, I actually was given a guitar lesson last week, and I uh, was teaching the, the. I saw that. Yeah, noticed that. It's a great learning song because it's an awesome song. Yeah, it's super cool, mm-hmm. and it's easy to make it sound good. And there's yep. a, actually a lot of technique involved, like it's a little palm muting, and then you open it hmm. up, and mm-hmm. it's a pretty funky song for a punk band. Okay, like the bass and drum part. But it's mm-hmm. a. I mean, technically, it's a pop song. Totally. You know. Yeah, it's great. So, um, yeah, I mean, Green Day Dookie was, that blew my mind. That changed my life at that time. I'd never heard anything like that. It was kind of, uh, around that time, I specifically remember Dookie, Nevermind, and, and that Awaits, well, the Super Unknown, Green Day, or, uh, excuse me, uh, Soundgarden, and uh, Oasis. Hmm. You probably didn't give a shit about Oasis, did you? Hated them. Oh, really? Hated them. I, I loved them because, you know, they sound like the Beatles. <laughs> That's a strong word. But, no, I did not care for You just wish they sounded sound. more like Clutch. Probably. <laughs> well, I didn't this know Clutch sound at the time. doesn't sound anything like Clutch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> On a scale of one to Clutch, um, 
giving these guys a zero. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, for everybody listening, Ryan is a rapid clutch fan. I mean, like you might notice by his T-shirt he's wearing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> for any of you watching this on YouTube, you can see he's clutch twenty-four-seven all the time. He actually subscribes to the Clutch Only Network. He doesn't have Spotify or Apple Music. And I've got to say, this is all hyperbole. None of this is. <laughs> I am a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. But I, I'm glad we I got do, that. I do listen open. to other I'm things. I'm glad you admitted that. Yeah. That's the first step. <laughs> I, I think they'd, they'd be happy to hear someone say that there's a super fan out there. Absolutely. They've got yeah. a lot of super <laughs> you know, Yeah, they do. They're a great band. So, uh, you know, we had our we we played. But they're not that good. They're good. They're a great band. They're killer. Okay, we, they're you great. Know, we got to watch Clutch side stage in Rocklahoma. Yeah, when we man. Played it a they're, few years ago. Badass. That same day, dude. So I was side stage for Clutch and Stone Temple Pilots. Mm. Mind blowing. Yeah, it really was. So yeah. cool. I mean, watching those bands work together. Oh my god. Just seeing how the the players play together. Unbelievable. I remember you texted me actually when you were side stage. I'm sure I did. Yeah. Yeah. You're like I'm watching the drummer right now. Stones throw. Yeah. It's right there. It was so mm-hmm. cool. Um so so obviously, you know, we played together through high school, a bunch of bands, different names, but uh, the Albino Chickens was um the biggest legend, I think. Made it the furthest. That was it. Yeah. And it went to to tack at one point. We felt like we had matured pla- past the Albino Chickens. So then we just went with the acronym, the TAC TAC. TAC. Okay, I got it. But it didn't stick. You know, people are no. like, and all of our peers were like, it's the Obino Chickens, even if we called it something different. Yeah. Such a great name. It's a great name. It's still a great name. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we, we ran with the same, like, friend group in, in school. So whether we were in a band or not at the time, we were always hanging Um Many, you know, senior year, there was a lot of uh, accidentally missing classes. Right. And ending up at Ryan's house, grilling burgers. Accidentally mm-hmm. missing classes? But but our love for music grew together. We'd be, while we were doing that, I didn't realize, but we were studying. You know, yeah. we were cranking the Black Crows and Led Zeppelin and the Beatles and, uh, I mean. I, CCR. Yes, a lot of credence. But I can remember driving in my gray van just... I could not get Led Zeppelin loud enough. Right. I <laughs> yeah. couldn't. I couldn't get Over the Hills and Far Away loud enough. Sublime, yeah. same thing. Like, so many great bands. Um, I don't know if Led Zeppelin and Sublime have ever been put in the same sentence like that, but to me, there's those staples. You know, yeah. they, they do their thing so well. So well. Yep. Short catalog, shorter catalog with Sublime, obviously. But, man, I don't get sick of their records. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but then you know, I moved to California right after graduating, and I have a great picture, dude. I, I should show it. To, well, it's at my parents' house. I have an awesome picture because it was before nine eleven, so you could walk whoever right to the airport to the gate. gate. And I, when I flew to California to leave Wayland, Michigan, you walked me to the gate. It was you, John Ketzmerick, um, Stephanie McEwen, and like a foreign exchange student that they had. Wow. There. Yeah, it's cool. Wow. You were wearing cargo shorts. Probably. Not, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Clutch shirt? Yeah, well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, we would you moved to Denver, Colorado and started a life. Yep. 
But you kept playing drums. You started a bunch of bands, right? Yeah, several throughout Denver. Cover bands, some original stuff. And we would check in every once in a while. Like, no matter what our, you know, we'd always stay in touch. And, and when did All you meet time. Ryan? I met Ryan, well, believe it or not, through you. Yeah. Um, you didn't just run into him? Yeah, no. Like, hey, I know this guy named Phil, too. Um, was it the time he came <clears throat> out? On? Yes. Yeah. The first year that you were out, he came to visit. No, no. It was way It was in was Echo it? Park. Echo Park. Really? Yeah, him and Annie came out. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That is right. Yep. So you got you guys just came out. What was it? What were you doing? Just a visit? No. Yeah, I had uh, I'd resigned from a really stressful position, and I was looking to just decompress. Um, I was in a band at the time that we were really trying to push forward, and I wanted to just shift my focus from, you know, corporate guy into rehearsal space guy and uh, so actually that band was mechanical dan right that's mechanical dan is yeah. that music available for people to look up and hear anywhere yeah it's on reverb nation actually is it reverb nation yeah it's a great that's a great portal for music reverbnation.com and i think it's slash mechanical dan i think mm-hmm. it's just as simple as that but i'm not 100 percent. i remember we first moved back to uh Whalen, michigan as a band and we'd gotten signed and we had a record coming out and well, we moved back to well, we did you ever go to that farmhouse you came out yeah. there in Door yeah. or wherever, Hopkins. Um, we were on Reverb Nation, and it was funny because you know, we were blowing up on GRD and we are packing the intersection. It was such a such an exciting time. But on Reverb Nation, we were the number two band in Wayland, Michigan. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> really? Two? Yeah, number two. I cannot remember who number one was. But I was like, you got to be kidding me. I think that's when we got off of Reverb, and I was like, this is ridiculous <laughs> i can't believe yeah, because the there was only two, two there was only two bands i think <laughs> yeah it just didn't make they've been around longer probably yeah huh <laughs> they had a bigger presence on reverb yeah yeah so i was getting out of that and i actually didn't have any money my girlfriend fiance at the time she had some dough and was like let's go out to la and see your buddies you know and just make that little connection to kickstart this uh, sabbatical of yours wow. so that's what brought us out i never asked why you were the here you know <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing Wait, here? What, what are you doing here <laughs> how'd you get here so yeah we came out and uh i think we stayed down in uh we were down in long beach is that's actually right. where we were staying and we would drive up to echo park with you guys and spend days and evenings mm-hmm and we went to the rehearsal space with you, and we did the whole scene with the... We had so much fun. Oh, man, we partied really hard. Yeah, I, don't, I actually don't remember any of it. They came down. Shocking, I, I know. I remember you guys were at the rehearsal room. That down, we, we were in this... Um, I do remember him and Annie at the rehearsal room. We had this cool room. It was in a giant old factory on the L.A. River. Mm-hmm. It's still there. It's called Downtown Rehearsal, and it's quite... On 7th Street. Quite famous yep. uh, in Los Angeles. Because what's funny is you hmm. can be walking in there, and you can see... Your heroes. Oh, yeah. Everybody has a rehearsal room there from, I mean, we've seen, I'm trying to think, um, who's that guy, the Melvins? Oh, the Melvins. Who, we saw okay, that yeah. guy all the time. You know, as we know, famously influenced Kurt Cobain in Nirvana in a big way. Right. Uh, he's in and out of there all the time. Uh, we've run into uh, Josh Freeze. You know who that is? He's that famous studio drummer that plays on all the Nine Inch Nails stuff. and. Mm million records mm-hmm. Juliette Lewis was coming in and out of there yep. one time she was with the licks they that's were, right they were rehearsing there mm-hmm. 
So it's such a cool mm. vibe yeah. to be down there. Four stories of, of music happening. You can just hear it echoing through the hallways. Right. We had a um we had a, do you remember that room? It was all windows. You had a neat space with big, huge windows up high like up high though. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So Super warehouse had, feeling. Back then we were called Whiskey Circus. And one of the Whiskey Circus songs, um, which uh you can hear, uh if you know, we have that that thing that's um available called the service that we've put out so people can go hear all of okay. our old Whiskey Circus and Apartment 14 recordings. Um, there's a song on there. What is it? Fallen. Thought that I might see you. Yeah. Um, I'm here falling. Yeah. There's a megaphone part on it. We thought it was so cool. Yeah. It, it made us really badass to pull up yeah. a megaphone for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had this megaphone around, and one day, you know that guy, he's like a skateboarder that had his own show on MTV for a while? Rob Derrick. Yes. Is that him? Well, it's I Rob know. something. It was Rob and Big or something. Yeah. It was like basically him and his um, bodyguard would go on adventures and shit. And so, do stunts and do pranks. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Okay. Back it up a little bit. Oh, back it up. Uh, yeah, okay. you have to rest on your lip and it's like giving a fuzzy. Um, so Rob was out there skateboarding back and forth on the street outside our room. And filming. They were doing a little filming yeah, there. Shooting. So we... <laughs> Got out the megaphone, <laughs> classic. And I used to do this kind of shit when I was a kid all the time, like yell, you know. Um, well, Ryan and I actually did that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my oh, god! You guys got in trouble for that, didn't you? We didn't get in trouble, but we—it's uh, so funny. I, I hate to jump out of that story, but that was a, the—it was the first megaphone episode. Can I drop the the name? Yeah, Ben Miller. Ben Miller. Did we ever talk to him about that? <laughs> no, he—he's probably wondered for the last twenty-five years. Like, I wonder what. I wonder what that happened. What was that? Somebody was yelling at me with a megaphone. Yeah, so just a flashback, back in like sixth grade, <laughs> Ryan's dad is the, the junior high um, principal. Is that still going? No, man. Oh, no. Probably because... Uh, space? Space is... ran out of space? We did so much stuff of it. I don't know. Was it flashing before? No. That's uh, okay. I don't know if you ever hit record. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. That's okay. Mm. Right. So just a flashback... Um, Ryan's dad was the principal junior high, but we were younger. We were in maybe fifth or sixth grade. And yeah. Your dad was going in to do some work on a Saturday. Yep. And he basically let us, you know, run around the school. We could run around the school. And we had acquired a megaphone in our travels. And we're up on the, the it's like an old high school. It's like a high My grandma went to high school there. So it's like this old school, multiple levels, the junior high in Wayland. And so we see our buddy, a guy we know, Ben. Miller riding his bike across the parking lot. So we're like, you, sir, you, sir. On the bike. <laughs> get off the bike. <laughs> yeah, so we, we, get, we instructed him yeah. to get off the bike. Set the bike down. And he does. <laughs> Step away from the bike. Put your hands in the air. Like the whole thing, and he does all of it. And you know what we, what we realized later, talking about this story, you know, a while back, we had little kids' voices. <laughs> yeah, they like, like, why would he follow those instructions? Because he heard it through a megaphone. <laughs> a megaphone gives you authority. Yeah, it really does. So fast forward, okay. probably 10 years later, 12, 15 years later, we're downtown L.A. megaphoning at uh, this Rob skateboarder guy, and he was pissed. He got really mad. He was mad. He's trying to film. I mean, he's they were filming. Do, that yeah. was such a and shitty I, thing. And we just watched him throw this tantrum, like... <laughs> 
his arms are going crazy and huh. like look he can't figure out where it's coming from yeah that was the best and part he's looking <laughs> oh. around he's telling his his production people he's like pointing <laughs> up there and cursing and stuff like that we're just losing it awesome just... so we probably owe him thousands of dollars for that sorry rob sorry rob <laughs> let me see if i can start this one more time i, I don't know we'll, we'll see What? Yeah. It was going. Look at your space right there. You got a message. Do you want Let's not worry about it. Do you want another phone? Let's move on. So after that trip to Los Angeles, um, you know, we stayed in touch. You had your band. We we went on that's we started touring shortly after that cuz I think we were making our first record or close to it. The Yeah. The R- Wayland uh, self-titled. Right. Um, and that was probably in 2007 or 8 when you came out, right? 2008. Yeah, okay, perfect. Yep. So we had started yep. writing and recording all those songs. That's Life, Dirty Angelina, She Lights It Up. Reason to Love. Yeah, Gonna Let You Down. All, some great Shopping for Saviors on that. Yep. Um, and then we moved to Michigan and released that record and started touring. Uh, obviously, mm. what was great is all of a sudden, we have a built-in place to stay in Denver, Colorado. Right. Which we utilized every time we came through. Like the center hub of the Yeah. Of the West. It was, man. You know? We we were always stopping through. Like probably two, three times a year. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we got to see you have two beautiful daughters, uh, Josie and Millie, and we've got to see them grow up. And yep. what's it been like for them, like to see this group of guys that just come in and like a big bus parks out front and they just come in the house yeah. and <laughs> the the biggest connection for them is it's the guys with the long hair right dad <laughs> it's those guys with all the long hair i'm like yeah that's them they're <laughs> they're coming again but josie you know i still have her uh her six month old or toddler t-shirt whaling t-shirt from you guys oh that's cool so that's what puts it in perspective for me is she was a baby who you know couldn't even speak, has a Whalen t-shirt. Raised her right. And so she's she's watched you guys roll in. Different uh, different rigs, different crew members. Yeah, different band members. But definitely always you guys and making the, the time and the connection to sit down with them and, and interact with them, you know? Yeah, that's and the, really and well, the they're last, amazing, amazing kids. Yeah, and then even Alyssa, you know, I've got a great picture of her laying down on the floor with... With Josie and coloring, really, you know, just taking the time to to spend. So, you know, they they look up to you guys. Um, we we listened to some Wayland, you know. So they between did, clutch songs, in between, every once in a while, yeah. between clutch albums. Now, girls, this yeah. isn't as good, but these guys are my friends. It's right. no clutch. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now, right up front. Yeah. So yeah, that's what it's like to them. Is they they know who you are. They know what you do. Um, you told me an adorable story. They like you guys coming back. They it, they get really excited about you as house guests. That's so you know? cool. Uh, you told me an adorable story the other day um, about Be the Lion. Yeah. Actually, you don't even... I, I haven't shared this, this with you. Uh, please. So they, they love the song, Be the Lion, just in general. It, it speaks to them. They love it. We get in the car... And 
you know, we'd connect the Spotify and can we listen to Be the Lion, Dan? Like, sure we can, sure we can. Let's God, I'd rather listen to Clutch. So we, <laughs> we queue it up and we make it happen. Now, I sent you guys the video the other day. Phil skipped over it. I haven't watched it. Uh, well, you know, you know, Ryan, I'm really busy. I, I'm not busy. as busy as Mitch, but no, you're busy. busy. I'm pretty busy. Yeah. Um, I can hear Be the Lion out in the hallway in my house. And Josie's door is shut, my eldest. And so I just rolled a little clip of me cracking the door open. And I turn into her, and she's drawing at her desk. And Be the Lion is on the speaker. And she just gets this big old grin because she knows that it's like pretty cool to be listening to dad's friend's band. But it's not just for the sake of doing it. She's doing it because she really loves the song, right? Wow. So it gets better. So when we get in the car, we cue it up on the stereo. Can we listen to Be the Lion? And it's your first part of the first verse where it's just you and guitar, right? Very intimate. And it, it hits Millie every time, and she has to express, wow. And it's like, what, Millie? I can't believe how good his voice is. Wow. It's amazing. And I'm like, isn't it? It's so cool. Wow. And she's like, I just can't believe it. And so that's like, you know, the she first time we listen to it. Every time we get in the car <laughs> and we cue this up, it hits Millie across the face. <laughs> She goes, wow, Dad, can't believe it. And it's really touching to me because I, I believe her, number one. Oh, man, that's so But it's cool. also cool to, like, know that she's feeling the passion of music, you know, at almost eight. Dude, that's going to, I like, mean, that, ah, that'll continue forever. And you know so that. Sweet. You know that. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Wow. So what's going on now? You've uh, This is your second trip to the desert. Trip number two. You literally, you first pla- yeah, you planned your second trip pretty much right after your first. I think I got here and was like, I can't wait to come back, guys. Oh, man, that's so cool. You were our first house guest. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's yeah. cool. First one to stay in the room there. Yeah. And it's got a drum kit in it. It has a practice kit. It's pretty cool. You guys have a lot of hangers. A lot of hangers. You know, if I need well, a hanger. we know you like hangers. If I need hangers. shorts. Clutch T-shirts so why, is why really what I'm hanging up. So, what what do you think of the desert? The desert is is interesting because it's not necessarily a climate that I'm really into. You know, I already live in Colorado, which is very dry. And being a Michigander, I love that the moisture in the air. So to think about going from a very dry climate to an even drier, hotter climate seems a little backwards for me. But but there's this, the vibe that everybody talks about when they get out here. Yeah. Where there's cool cats hanging out in town and you've kind of got this feeling of the Wild West. Absolutely. Where people don't really give a shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And, of course, you guys are here. So it's cool to hang yeah, out. made the desert better. And see... You know, I wanted to see the studio, right? We've gotten to play a lot of music in here, uh, last trip and this one. Yes, we have. This one, pretty this much trip, daily. This trip a little bit more focused in the in the sense that, like, 
you know, you went home and learned a bunch of the Waylon songs and came back. Because yeah. last time we were jamming on new ideas and just like putting things together on Noodling. the spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this time we had a little bit more of a focus coming in. It's just, that's been really cool to hear our songs played. Yeah, I had a, I had an assignment from Phil. Yeah. He says, well, well, he was like, well, how, how, what do you, you know, think? how could I, Ryan calls me up and he's like, well, there's Ryan voice. He's like, how could I, how could I like, you know, like tell where, <laughs> where I'm at in my drumming? Like, you know, like, what do you guys think? Or, and I was like, well, <laughs> I was like, well, uh, great impression. Me? Great impression. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Like, One way would be if you learned some songs, cause we know how those are supposed to sound, you know, and then that might put it in perspective. It's been a cool experience for me um, because obviously we love doing stuff together. So playing music is like a natural, fun thing to do. But to hear how how great you interpreted our music and then for the three of us to play it together, to see you and mm-hmm. Mitch coming in on cues and verses and grooving together and to see us all kind of exploding into choruses, like it's been a really fun thing for me personally. Yeah. It's, it's just neat. Like, yeah, I didn't expect that. It's fun. Joyful and relaxing. Yeah. And relaxing. The that's important. The way that music is supposed to feel when right. you're playing it. That's, and then, that's cool. And then just to take things to the next level, we've even had some outside musical influences come in, musical entities, I should say, come in to play with the three of us that didn't work as well, but the three of us stuck together. And that was a neat experience. Yeah. We were kind of... Uh, yeah. Mitch and I were just trying to describe it last night. We were very tired. We are doing our best. But having someone come in that's like... So the three of us knew those songs really well. Yep. The other person that came in did not know the songs very well. And so it made it kind and of it hectic a, and crazy. In their part, it was a huge mess. It was a big mess. Yes. <laughs> and But it was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what yeah. a great testament to the communication and connection the three of us had because it didn't phase us. It really didn't. Like, I wasn't stressed in the slightest. I can remember when we first set out, before we had ever toured Mitch, like, we we always wanted to be... A tight band. A tight band and a bulletproof band. And a band that what, what our producers had said to us is, you want to be a band where the walls of the club can fall down and you guys have not stopped playing. Yeah. And it didn't, I didn't get that. You, you don't understand it until you experience hmm. it. But the stuff that happens during a show, I mean, it could be anything. Because a lot of times, half the PA does go out. Or the lights go out. Or a, a, someone spills a drink on your pedal board. Yeah, or, or a drunk naked person runs across the stage. Yeah. Or, what, or a band member falls off the stage. Yeah. Anything could happen, as you know from playing. Yeah. But to be that band that has that laser focus on each other uh, and could just play those songs like that, that's kind of the ultimate live band goal mm-hmm. it's like uh jack white what, what band or no not jack white excuse me jack black what's the when he does the rock and roll gig simulator oh yeah what yeah movie? um that's uh that's uh pick of um, destiny pick of destiny tenacious <laughs> d yeah have yeah. you seen that right huh oh that's great he's he What's he doing? He's like trying to get someone to join a band. Oh, it's oh, him and, and Kyle Gass is trying to teach him the ways. And Kyle Gass is like this down and out musician that's portraying that he's like this big rock star. Right. So he takes on Jack Black and he says, "Hey, to be a rock star, you've got to do X, Y, Z. So go ahead and set up, you know." And Kyle Glass is sitting there, or Kyle Gass is sitting there watching him, and he throws stuff at him. Okay. Yeah, does a gig simulator. Yeah. Like anything could happen. Nice. You know? Stuff falls from the ceiling and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
It's hilarious. But it, very true. If you're out playing shows a lot, like that's that's kind of sure. what it's like. Yeah. Well, that was a great experience because obviously we haven't played live in a long time. We haven't got, um, you know, we've had uh, a lot of drummers and bass players and musicians come through and play, um, but we haven't been playing our songs. We've been jamming on new yeah. stuff. So it was really good. Right. And, what did we play? We played Comeback, On My Knees. Be the Lion. Be the Lion. I'm Not All Right. I'm Not All Right. And Bloody Sunrise. Yep. And so it's been yep. really cool. No, and we didn't even talk about it. I thought it was really interesting, you know, like we didn't even have a break in the action to be like, hey, guys, let's just get together and be, you know, just try to lean on each other. It wasn't even like that. Like we didn't even talk about it until afterwards, until we were in reflection. We're like, wow, that was really cool. But it was so it was so second nature as, you know, I didn't even think about it. I just remembered myself like, oh, I'll just lean on the guys like as this other person was just not even anywhere close to the songs yeah. it was like yeah. oh i just remember thinking just in passing as i was playing i'm like oh, i'll just lean i'll just lean on i'll just lean on the guys for for these songs and and just kind of let this person do what they're doing and <clears throat> it yep. wasn't until afterwards that i kind of came to and was like oh wow that was really neat that was really that's really cool that we're able to do that you know yeah. because i i know in the different incarnations of this band when we were younger and even some of the other times when we've been exper- really experienced, that wasn't the case. Yeah. Yeah. We can go ahead and say recently. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we've been where... in the middle of tours and not yeah. been able to feel that sort of connection and reliability and consistency. Consistency. Yeah. So rock very solid. Special. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers to you. Wow. Good if job. You, if you just get Thank a haircut. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to this morning. <laughs> so, uh, we have two days left of this trip. We're going to play some music today. Oh, you, yeah. You said you learned a couple more songs last night? I Yeah, I worked on three. Which ones? Um, there's a couple unreleased. Really? Whalen songs. And you have access to those? Well, they were shared with me. Who sent them to you? I had to sign uh, mm. several mm. documents <laughs> to, get, to get this encrypted message on my phone. <laughs> you know? So which ones were they? They were the worst, which is not... Well, they weren't that bad, It wasn't but indicative really. of the quality of the song. It's actually the title of <laughs> right, the tune. Right, right, right. The right. worst. And uh, Getting Higher, or is it I'm Getting Higher? Getting Higher. Getting Higher. About Mitch's weed addiction. It's, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's about weed. Mm-hmm. It's not. No, it's not. But, you know, if that's how you want to interpret it, that's cool. Not Mitchell. at all. Not you, but that's you know the Phil. listener. That's He's Mitchell, projecting Mitchell onto me. Panama Red Arnold <laughs> over there. And then lastly was an old classic, Dirty Angelina. Ooh. So funny. There's certain fans around the country, Wheeling Warriors, that uh, request that song every time that we say, well, you know, what songs you want to hear or something. And it, and it crack, and it's become this joke between us. Like, Michelle Stappert is one of yeah. them. And she, she's a, a really good friend of ours. But And she, um, they've been, her and her husband, Roger, are just amazing supporters of the band. And uh, they ask for Dirty Angelina, no matter what, in every incarnation. And so now it's like, that's her song. It's your free I'm, bird. I'm, I'll, what I'll you're say, telling I'm me. ready to play it. For years, I think, I think that we haven't been playing it. Well, I, it's a cool I, song. It's a great song. It's a cool song, and I was just tired of not knowing it really well. So over the past couple of weeks, 
I, I hear you playing a lot. a lot of hours into Dirty Angelina to where I can play different parts, different oh, cool. things. Right. Different and I like, keys? I like, I... Does a polka this, version this is, transpose yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, This is a completely kind of off subject, but I just like, I was like tired of not knowing our songs frontwards and backwards. So I started diving into our catalog and like really huh. dissecting and going out. I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy that where people are like, hey, play Dirty Angelina. I'm like, oh, I don't know. We haven't... We haven't practiced, we haven't practiced it. I'm like, I just want to try to find time to learn these songs and be really awesome at them. So sure. I'm, re- I love I'm ready. That. I'm ready for Dirty Angelina. So today we're, I guess we're we'll try see, Mitch. It. It's a test. I guess it's we'll see. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm ready, man. Put you through the okay. gig simulator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to get see what, what, what's thrown at me. That's great. Nice. What's next for you, Ryan? What's uh, what's going on with you right now, currently? I know you're obviously coming back here, back and forth. We're enjoying spending a lot of time together. And it's kind of been a, a really, we've kind of discovered this thing, playing music together, how much we like it. It's yes. been really natural and fun. Yes. I I would be waiting for an invitation to come back to play more. Yeah, I'm sure sometime next year there'll yeah. be time to do that. Just yeah. go back to Colorado 2021. and wait. Just wait for it. Yeah. So that, you know, that would be cool is to, to build another trip in and come back and jam some more. I'd love that. Yeah. I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure we can do that. I mean, Charlie's finally warmed up to you. That happened pretty quickly. He hated you guys at first. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> he immediately liked you. Ryan me. goes, watch this. I'm like a dog whisperer. Charlie, like, almost <laughs> took his hand off. <laughs> yeah. Not true. No, it was... More it was, hyperbole. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> took him a minute, but he still has some warming up to do. Yeah. But like I said, what has it been? Three, four out of his 11... Four out of his... 14 days I've been here. So there's still a chance for me. Yeah, there is. There is. You're still a chance. You're good. Um, I want to thank you for, for making the trips out. I want to thank you for being on the show and, um, and for for being in our our lives, man. Like you've been, you know, consistent friend to me over all these years, but it's been so cool to see you become a really trusted and good friend of Mitch and the other guys throughout the years and seeing you and Alyssa bond. Um, that's been, Really special. So and all I really appreciate the, that. All of the unconditional support that you've shown us, you know, not everyone around the country just lets a rock band park in front of their house and lets them free <laughs> access to your fridge and croissants. Croissants. Washer and dryer. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. it's really incredible. It's cool. You're very welcome. I like doing it. Yeah. This has been Finding Our Way, the official podcast of the band Wayland. For everything Wayland, visit waylandtheband.com